Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam Up Wrestling. Myself Supreet, and this is the Monday Night Raw review for February 17th, 2020. If this is your first time on the channel, then make sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on the bell for all notifications. We here in Slam Up Wrestling cover all pro wrestling related stuff, including reviews for Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW Dynamite, and New Japan as well. So, show kicks off with Randy Orton. Randy Orton arrives and we get the footage of him destroying Matt Hardy last week. He gets on the mic, he says he's supposed to face Matt Hardy tonight in a no hose bar match, but that won't happen due to what he did to him last week. He said the hardest jump off the highest of highs and crashed to the lowest of lows. Matt Hardy arrives, he had a neck brace on, he wants Orton to confess. On why did he take away Edge's second chance? Matt can relate but wants to know what's wrong with Orton. Matt is here to fight him but WWE won't clear him. But he still had grit and is still here and won't die. He doesn't know what his future holds, AEW. But it won't be determined by Orton. Orton says he should have left last week. Matt gets in the ring and Orton teases RKOing him right now. He admits Matt has balls, but he can't understand what he did and why. He respects him and always will. And about Edge, he loves him like a brother. He said that he is sorry and just leaves. Orton then stops at the entranceway, turns back, removes his vest and starts heading back to the ring. Matt realizes this and gets a chair. Matt was yelling, finish it, finish it. So Orton gets in the ring, Matt swings the chair, but Orton ducks and attacks, stunning his neck off on the ropes. Orton lays out Matt with an RKO, he then grabs the chair, swings it several times on Matt. Orton gets another chair, takes off Matt's neck brace and teases a concerto. He thinks about it and then drags Matt to the floor. Orton then concertos him on the steps. Orton hits another and says he's sorry. And that was it. Great segment to open the show. The segment went too long. There was no logic here like why is there nobody coming out to save Matt Hardy. I love how there is suspense on why Orton attacked Edge. But nonetheless, this has to be it for Matt Hardy on WWE TV. In a way, WWE punished him on his way out. So that's that. So they announced an elimination chamber match from the raw side. Uh, where the winner faces Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. So we have Liv Morgan, Ruby Wright, Sarah Logan, Natalia, Asuka and Shayna Baszler. This is a very predictable match if you ask me. Alistair Black versus Eric Rowan. Black hits a jumping knee strike, follows with kicks and to the floor. Rowan wipes him out with a running crossbody. Back in and the running splash gets two. Rowan follows his strikes, a drop kick and covers for two. He grounds Black and has full control. Rowan follows his ground and pound. A backbreaker, a bear hug. Black escapes and follows with kicks and strikes. Rowan cuts him off with a power slam for two. He delivers elbow drops, strikes and slams him to the barricades. Black counters the power bomb spot and posts Rowan. Black follows with a moonsault to the floor. And back in, 
delivers kicks and a knee strike for two. Rowan counters Black Mass and fires back with strikes. Big boot by Rowan and the power bomb gets two. Black counters the Iron Claw, hits the Black Mass, but Rowan didn't go down. Black hit another Black Mass and that led to the finish. Except Bernie Murphy, in a weird way, Rowan was a credible guy for Alistair in his time on Raw. Appreciate the fact that they did something different with both men, as this was a very entertaining match. I would appreciate if they start pairing him with upper tier guys and build him up as a solid contender for maybe a United States Championship. Moving on, we had Charlotte Flair promo segment. Charlotte Flair arrives and talks about her appearance at TakeOver Portland. We see footage of her laying on Rhea Ripley and accepting the challenge for WrestleMania. Charlotte says she wanted to see why Rhea Ripley thought she would challenge the Queen. She was impressed. She then started talking about her days on NXT and her class who built the foundation of what NXT is today. The NXT stars are entitled nowadays. Rhea Ripley did claw and fight like she did to earn the respect NXT has now. She talked about how Rhea had the audacity to hold the title which Charlotte put on the map. Really? She said that Rhea is good but pride comes before the fall and she will humble her at WrestleMania. We had a triple threat match for the 24-7 championship, R-Truth, Mojo Rawley and Redding Moss. They are brawl, Mojo takes on Moss and Truth then walks him over. Truth does a tribute to John Cena by doing his spots. Moss got the win here after pinning Raleigh and that was it. Drew McIntyre arrives and hypes up the crowd saying that we are just 48 days until WrestleMania. He jokes that Charlotte already pointed to the sign so he wanted to do something different. So he asked the fans to help him. So he got the crowd pointing at the sign. He then says Suplex City is located in Claymore country. They will invade and demolish it when he wins the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Paul Heyman interrupts and introduces himself. He teases bringing out Brock Lesnar. Well, it was just a tease and says, Brock isn't here. He said that Brock will defeat Ricochet at Super Showdown and come WrestleMania he will defeat Drew McIntyre. Drew says, he can say Brock's name all he wants because Drew will kick his head off and beat him at WrestleMania. Heyman said that he isn't here for a debate. He said that he is a fan of Drew but the man he is about to introduce is not a big fan of yours. Heyman then introduces MVP. MVP says they used to be friends. He treated Drew with respect and Drew makes fun of him as he kicked his head off last week. MVP claims it was a cheap shot and he will whoop his ass tonight. So we get Drew McIntyre versus MVP. MVP cheap shot Drew. Drew gets pissed and kicks him in the face. He follows his strikes, the future shark DDT connects and the Claymore finishes it and that was it. This whole thing was just there and like last week and like last week it didn't do nothing to elevate Drew at all. So that's that. They could try to make this feud a little more serious like this is my fantasy booking. So the next time Brock Lesnar shows up, I want him to really destroy McIntyre. Maybe take out one of his legs. 
in that way mcintyre would be able to brag about claymoring people mcintyre then could go on to mania as a underdog baby faced and that could be some good storytelling that they can build up to so that's my take on it let me know in the comment section below what do you guys think about it they show highlights of becky defeating asuka and then shayna baszler's attack on becky lynch becky arrives and she has a bag with her she said she came to the us to seek fame and fortune and starts throwing out money from the bag saying she's paying for what she will do to shayna baszler a down payment on violence she said only animals go for the neck to weaken prey but she isn't a prey she has ran through the entire division cutting them all down and she is coming after shayna because she wants to shayna baszler then appears on the screen and says she will win the elimination chamber and will try since it's in a cage and she is a former cage fighter she will take becky's title at mania after chewing through competition she didn't plan it last week but imagine what she will do when she plans it she said i will tear the living shit out of you becky says she'll be watching and rooting for shayna at the elimination chamber and that was it promo was good from becky but in kayfabe or real life it's hard for me to believe that someone like becky lynch was not the becky lynch from last year by the way i think she has zero chance against shayna baszler so moving on we had charlie caruso interviewing angel garza bobby lashley lana and zelina vega lana calls it a monday night double date vega is an impressed but she and garza may be hot but are here for business garza says no lady can tie him down and no man can match up to him rusev and humberto carrillo versus lashley and angel garza lana and vega at ringside carrillo and lashley begin going power for speed as lashley takes control garza in forces chops carrillo counters back into a flying headbutt arm drags and rusev takes out lashley garza is chops on carrillo and the pants are off he gets a kiss from a pan but is taken out by carrillo with a huge suicide dive post commercial garza is in control lashley takes in they take the heat on carrillo carrillo tries to battle back but lashley overpowers him until carrillo rolls for attack Rusev takes him, runs wild, and Gaza cuts him off with a super kick. It breaks down. Carrillo falls with a tope, and Lashley spears him on the floor. Rusev attacks. Back in, Rusev up top, but Gaza cuts him off and follows him up. Rusev slams him off, and the flying headbutt follows for a two count. Lashley is taken out, but Gaza credits Rusev with the tights for the win, and that was it. This was a good little tag team match, which. Was great in the final moments. Natalia versus Kairi Sane. So pre-match, Asuka cuts a promo saying she will run down Natalia and she will win the elimination chamber and go on to WrestleMania. So match begins. Asuka is at ringside. Sane takes early control, dances and slaps Natalia. Natalia fires back, hits a suplex for two. Sane fires off the sharpshooter, making the ropes. Sane fires back, grabs Natalia. Natalia fights, stamps her way out, but Sane cuts her off until Natalia hits the rolling lariat for two. They work into counters. Asuka distracts Natalia as Sane knocks her down to the floor. Asuka attacks Natalia with a roundhouse kick. Natalia couldn't answer, refused ten count, and that was it.
This was okay. Don't know why Kairi Sen is not in the chamber match. Maybe she's being kept away from because it's a risky match and they don't want her to get hurt again. I assume. And the other thing that I'm noticing since last week is that they are building up a women's tag team match for WrestleMania, which could be the Kabuki Warriors against Natalia and Beth Phoenix, which I'm sure is a possibility. The Seth Rollins Sermon, Murphy and Aerope are in the ring and do the intros as the Messiah arrives. Seth thanks the crowd to making him the Monday Night Messiah. He didn't come up with the word Sermon, but the powers that be named it as such as he just wanted to talk with us. He said they are here to celebrate progress in his vision, their vision. Phase 1 encountered some resistance, but they completed it last week. Crowd boost. He asked them to show some respect. He said they vanquished Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens and the Viking Raiders to prove that you can achieve whatever you set your mind to. But now the hard work begins. It will not be easy but it is needed for the greater good. They will seek out the weak, the lesser than, the non-compliant and the flaw to rehabilitate them if he can or take them out as he must. This isn't a threat or earning. It comes from the heart. His gospel, if any remain non-compliant, they will suffer like the weak. The Viking Raiders then arrive and we have a brawl as Seth and Murphy bail. Seth sends Murphy back in to get his ass kicked. The Viking runs wild. Kevin turns Seth on the ramp and that's that. The segment was okay, loving the whole messiah stick that Rollins is doing. In the back, Seth is upset on what just happened. So, later on we'll be getting a six-man tag with AOP and Murphy facing Kevin Owens and the Viking Raiders. The OC arrived with the retaining AJ Styles. Styles says he's back on Monday Night Raw. What would WrestleMania season be without him? They point to the Mania sign and the Good Brothers call him the new Mr. WrestleMania. Styles says that's sweet that he is the greatest superstar on any roster or era. He has critics saying he is not as phenomenal as he says, but he will prove that when he wins his match at Super Showdown. And call out who's next. He doesn't care who it is, it can be anyone. Sting, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, Razor Ramon, Diesel or the whole NWO. Ricochet arrives and Styles calls him Little Ricky. He said no one thinks he'll be WWE Champion and why does he deserve a title shot? Ricochet says that's fine but he earned his shot. He said he will be Brock Lesnar at Super Showdown and the OC all laugh like the rest of us. Ricochet then challenges Styles to a match. Carl Anderson tells him to calm down and calls Ricochet a non-good brother. He accepts the match on Styles' favor, so we get Ricochet versus Carl Anderson. Carl attacks, Ricochet counters into a head scissors and a drop kick. Totope follows, Gallows distracts him as Carl attacks. The ref tosses AJ and Gallows to the back, and Carl follows with a ground and pound. He grounds things, follows with a backbreaker, and blazes the boots to Ricochet. Carl grounds things again until Ricochet cradles him for two. Carl cuts him off and covers for two. He grounds things again 
Follows with the uppercuts and ricochet fires back. Hits the running dropkick and an enziguri. The springboard high cross follows and the running shooting star press gets two. Ricochet up top and the 630 misses. He rolls through. Carl follows with the spine buster for two. Ricochet hits a super kick and the recoil to get the win here. So AJ Styles just teased that he's facing a legend at WrestleMania and that legend has to be The Undertaker. Seeing that it was reported everywhere. I don't mind a Styles versus Taker match because Styles can bring out a great match from anybody. And this could be a great send-off to Taker if he decides to have a final match at WrestleMania. Liv Morgan is asked about Ruby Riot's return and her actions against her. Liv was surprised when she came back. It was a great moment until Ruby betrayed her. It would have broken her but she's chained now and will step into the elimination chamber. Will take out Ruby and go to WrestleMania. Last week it was Ruby, this week it's Liv. Why the hell is everyone talking in metaphors? A very bad and cringy promo by Liv Morgan. So we'll get to the main event. Kevin Owens at the Viking Raiders versus Murphy at AOP. Kevin attacks Murphy to begin. Ara tags in, follows his strikes and a shoulder tackle. Eric tags in, he maintains control and it's a shoulder tackle. Kevin back in, he walks over Murphy in the corner. Eric back in, Ivar Johnson as they beat down Murphy. He grounds the action, Eric tags in and double team follows for two. Murphy batters back, tags in Akam and he brawls with Eric. Ivar in, they work him over with double teams. Akam cuts off Eric. Razor tags in and double team follows for two. Murphy takes control with kicks and covers for two. He grounds Eric. Eric fights to his feet and Razor tags in. Delivering strikes and Eric battles back. They work into a double down. Kevin and Murphy tag in. Kevin runs wild and kills Murphy with a lariat and a sent down. The backbreaker follows and the cannonball gets two. Murphy counters the pop-up powerbomb and then gets spiked with a DDT. Kevin heads up top, fights up Akam. Murphy crouches him and Reza walks over Kevin on the floor. Back in, Reza delivers grounded pound. AOP follow with double teams and cover for two. Kevin fires back on Murphy, hits super kicks but the heels cut off the tag. Akam works him over. Murphy tags back in and grounds Kevin. They trade. Kevin takes him down and Ivar and Reza tag in as Ivar runs wild on AOP. Eric in and double team follow on Reza. Kevin hits up top and the swan tongue connects for two. Murphy tags in. Pop a power bomb by Kevin. It breaks down. Dives by the Vikings. Kevin hits the stunner on Murphy and Murphy sold the shit out of it. Kevin went for the pin but but in comes Seth Rollins to cause the DQ. Post match, they beat down Kevin as Seth says he said this would happen if anybody stood in his way. He said he, he would crucify Kevin but the street favorites arrive to make the same. Seth runs away as the baby faces beat down Seth's disciples. Ivar and Ford hit top row flashes as Kevin hits a stunner on Akam. And that was how the show went off here. So this match was just a different variation of the same match we have been seeing for weeks. I was liking the storyline until last week. But it's kinda getting repetitive now. Now how the hell are they gonna stretch this thing till Wrestlemania? This has to be a big headache for Paul Heyman and team. Let's see where this goes. And due to the involvement of the Street Profits in this feud, so they have announced a Raw Tag Team Championship match between Murphy and Rollins against the Street Profits at Super Showdown. 
which I highly doubt that the prophets will win the titles here because they have just been inserted into this feud for the time being. So that was Monday Night Raw. This week's Raw quality was down compared to last two weeks. The third hour was just useless, I think. At least the WrestleMania card from the Raw side is shaping up to be great. With the possible, possible addition of Undertaker vs AJ Styles. So what did you guys think about Monday Night Raw this week? Let me know in the comment section below or on social media. You can find Slime Up Wrestling on Twitter at Slime Up Debut, Instagram at Slime Up Wrestling. Our podcast and reviews are mainly audio based. And if you don't want your YouTube app running for that, then you can catch Slime Up Wrestling on Anchor and Spotify as well. And if you are watching on YouTube, then make sure to like this video. The like goals for this video are 10 likes, so make sure you do that. And we'll see you guys next time.